Today on Unexpected Hauntings, we go over the notable prisoners, the history, and an inside story of the Eastern State Penitentiary. More coming up for you on today's episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Stay spooky, listeners. Listen if you dare, as we unfold stories of unexplained happenings and phenomena. Write in at unexpectedhaunting739 at gmail.com. This is where the unexpected and ghost stories are brought into reality. This is Unexpected Haunting. That's right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Unexpected Hauntings. Been here, and I'm so excited to finally be able to talk to you guys about more of the haunted areas and one of the most notable haunted areas in America. That's an American prison in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, the Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, there is a lot of history behind this. Um, it is insane um and it, it it's it started it all started and was built on october 25th 1829 it has got to be one of the oldest prisons ever in america and it is known of its haunts everyone that i've even talked to even my girlfriend has had possible experiences of this place had spooky vibes that told them to get the hell out of there and did not feel comfortable at all. I mean, there's there's no doubt. If you look at the pictures, dark halls, abandoned, um, of course, now that it is, is, you know, closed and is a historical site, abandoned cells, um, not to mention the notable prisoners that have been there. Um, it, over, over the years, it is just wild and crazy just to think about all the history, all the energy that's been built up. I believe that it is surrounded in limestone. So you've got that buildup of energy going on as well. Um, and, you know, I wanted to do this for our Halloween month just so that we can uh, talk more about the notable haunted places that are around and, um, you know, me, me being a history buff, I love all the history behind it as well. Hopefully, if I do get the chance, I'm not quite sure. Um, it would be really, really cool. I was actually talking about this the other day um, that I live pretty close to Gettysburg and was thinking it would be really cool if we could do a live stream, like a stream recording of being there and then of course i can publish that later um you know of course it'd be just a voice recording 
of being there in that Gettysburg environment. Um, it, it, it's, it's such a really cool town, and I love the history behind it. I know it's one of the bloodiest wars in the Revolution, um, but I am just dying to go there, um, ironically. <laughs> so we'll see if we can do that. Uh, we'll try our best, and uh, if we can, I'm going to try and um, set that date for that episode for around Halloween Town. Or, I mean, Halloween Time, excuse me. <laughs> Halloween Town, yeah. Does anyone, does anyone like that Halloween Town movie? It's so good. It's so good, right? Um, anyways, guys, it's going to be different for this episode. Of course, we're not going to be going from story to story to story. We do have one story in there um, of a um, experience. I'm just rolling through the things here. Um, let's uh, see right here, my dudes. Uh, let's see, saved. Going to go through there. Um, and it is an experience on the paranormal side of Reddit of my night at Eastern State Penitentiary. So we'll go to that. But I believe we have to go into the history of the Eastern State Penitentiary. Give you guys a um, idea of the place and uh, just of how how brutal it is. Um, just all the treatments that they did to all the cellmates, um, all the stories. It's just brutal. Um, so. I guess without further ado, here we go. We're going to go to the history of the Eastern State Penitentiary. Let's get into it. Eastern State Penitentiary was originally named Cherry Hill State Prison. It was sited on 10 acres of elevated farmland known as Cherry Hill Near Philadelphia, construction commenced in 1822. Designed by John Haviland and opened on October 25th, 1829, Eastern State is considered to be the world's first true penitentiary with seven corridors of heated and skylighted cells capable of holding 500 convicts in isolation. Eastern State's revolutionary system of incarceration dubbed the Pennsylvania system or separate system encouraged separate confinement as a form of rehabilitation the warden was legally required to visit every inmate every day and the overseers were mandated to see each inmate three times a day the Pennsylvania system was opposed contemporaneously by the Auburn system which held that prisoners should be forced to work together in silence and could be subjected to physical punishment. Although the Auburn system was favored in the United States, Eastern States' radical floor plan and system of solitary confinement was the model for over 300 prisons worldwide. Critic and activist John Neal in 1841 expressed revol rev revulsion at the in international reputation of a nation that broke away from all its bands and fetters only 50 or 60 years ago overthrowing prisons places and thrones and 
her march towards universal emancipation, already renowned throughout the whole earth for her prisons, her man her manacles, and her badges of servitude. Originally, inmates were housed in cells that could only be accessed by entering through a small exercise yard attached to the back of the prison. Only a small portal, just large enough to pass meals, opened to the cell blocks. This design proved impractical. In the middle of the construction, cells were constructed that allowed that prisoners that allowed prisoners to enter and leave the cell blocks through metal doors that were covered by a heavy wooden door filter out to filter out the noise. The halls were designed to have the feel of a church. On April 3, 1945, a major escape was carried out by 12 inmates, including the infamous Willie Sutton, who over the course of a year managed to dig an undiscovered 97-foot tunnel under the prison wall. During renovations in the 1930s, an additional 30 incomplete inmate dug tunnels were discovered. And the prison was designated a National Historic Landmark in 1965. The prison was closed in 1971. Many prisoners and guards were transferred to Greatford Prison, about 31 miles northwest of Eastern State. The city of Philadelphia purchased property with the intention of redeveloping it. The site had several proposals, including a mall and a luxury apartment complex surrounded by the old prison walls. During the abandoned era, from closing until late 80s, a forest grew in the cell blocks and outside within the walls. The prison also became home to many stray cats. In 1988, the, the Eastern State Penitentiary Task Force successfully petitioned Mayor Wilson Good to have to halt redevelopment and in 1994 Eastern State opened to the public for history tours. All right, so um, they have a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of history. And I didn't realize that there was that many people that actually successfully broke out of the prison. Um, that is pretty wild. And if you look um, at the pictures, which I'm going to, of course, add a picture of Eastern State Penitentiary um, as our artwork for this episode. Um, and uh, it is a massive place. It looks like a castle. It is insane. Like, you walk up to it and you think that you're, okay, like, you know, um, I'm about to become a knight. You know what I mean? Like, it has that kind of feel on the outside. Um, and it also kind of has that feel of, of dread. Like, oh man, I'm going to a dungeon. You know, I think that's another thing that they were trying to portray as well. Is, oh, this looks cool, but it looks like, a, you know, the dungeons of... Philadelphia. 
I don't know. <laughs> but the history behind it is insane. It is wild. Um, and the escapees kind of remind me of Alcatraz, how Alcatraz had a couple of escapees and um, they still don't know to this day where the escapees went. And a lot of them live their lives out in the world um, under disguise. And uh, yeah, it is pretty insane to think about that. Um, but uh, we're going to go to talk about some of the notable prisoners that were there. Um, this seems interesting. This is from the actual East, actual Eastern State Penitentiary site, easternstate.org. Um, and it talks a little bit about the prisoners that are there. You know, of course, there's definitely one prisoner that definitely stands out, and that is Al Capone. Scarface. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows that guy, right? Um, and of course, he was Chicago's uh, most famous mob boss. It says that he spent eight months at Eastern State in 1929 to 1930. He was arrested for a concealed deadly weapon. That was Capone's first prison sentence was at Eastern State Penitentiary. I did not know that. Very interesting. His time in Eastern State was spent in relative luxury. His cell on the Park Avenue block had fine furniture, oriental rugs, and a cabinet radio. Now that's interesting, right? Living the high life even in prison. That is interesting. That is so cool. And it actually, uh, I believe on their site, it actually has a picture um, of their mugshots, which is like really insane. If you guys want to go check that out, um, go to easternstate.org and um, you go over to, um, I believe there's probably like a picture um, area to where you can look at the things. Um, very, very interesting stuff. Our next notable prisoner is Victor Babe Andre Andrelli. Convicted of killing a Pennsylvania state trooper in 1937, Andrelli arrived at Eastern State Penitentiary to serve a life sentence for first-degree murder. He escaped in 1943, apparently by hiding in a delivery truck that was leaving the prison. Several weeks later, the police caught up to Andrelli in a, chest, in a Chester, PA diner, where he was shot dead. Hmm, very, very crazy for killing a state trooper that is wild and so I guess before they can get him he just killed himself all right the next one is Morris the rabbi rabbi Balber. When Morris the Rabbi Balber entered Eastern State in 1942, he was serving a life sentence as a member of a 
arsenic murder ring located in Philadelphia. Called a veteran witch doctor and compounder of charms, Balber was one of the leaders of the group. They appealed to women who were willing to murder husbands. Arsenic was not the only method used in order to collect on their husband's insurance policies. Between 1932 and 1937, the group was responsible for the deaths of at least 30 people. 16 people were convicted for participating on the syndicate, including Bulber and Horace Perlman, who also served time in Eastern State for the murders. After his incar incarceration, Barber joined the Jewish, Jewish congregation in the new Eastern State Penitentiary Synagogue, one of the penitentiary's most dedicated volunteers, Joseph Paul, also took an interest in him. Mr. Paul's concern deeply moved Balber. Less than two weeks before his death at Eastern State in 1954, Balber wrote of the volunteer, as for me, I remember his numerous, never-to-be-forgotten acts of kindness, kindness shown me. Therefore, I will pray for him, a prayer he surely deserves for all the good he has done for me. So that is wild within itself. Being a ringleader of helping women murder their husbands to get their insurance policies. That is wild. All right, we have next is Leo Callahan. Of the approximately 100 people to escape from Eastern State, Leo Callahan is one of the just four people that got away with it. Assault and battery with intent to kill brought Callahan to Eastern State Penitentiary, and a makeshift wooden ladder brought him out. In 1923, Callahan and five other prisoners built a ladder that they used to scale the eastern wall of the penitentiary. His five accomplices were all eventually recaptured, but Callahan is at large, although he would now be more than 110 years old so this is one of the prisoners that escaped and made it out and lived his life sounds like he lived his life to the fullest and uh got away with it not many prisoners do that not, not many prisoners are able to get away and make it out and live their lives very interesting stuff we next have a female prisoner and this is Freda Frost. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Female prisoners were part of the landscape at Eastern State for almost 100 years, and Freda Frost was the last of them. Transferred to the Muncie Industrial Home for Women in 1923, Frost's departure marked the end of an era. Frost had been serving a 20-year sentence for murder and she had poisoned her husband. So she poisoned her husband. I wonder what the story was behind that. I know. 
Hmm. Maybe I guess you gotta you have to go there to know the rest of the story. That's that's a cliffhanger, right? What what was what was the poison? What did she poison her husband with? Food? Drink? Who knows? And the very last prisoner, and I believe we've mentioned when we were going over the history of the Eastern State, is William Francis Slick Willie Sutton. One of the most famous bank robbers in American history, Slick Willie spent 11 years at Eastern State Penitentiary in 1945, Sutton, along with 11 other prisoners, escaped from Eastern State in a prisoner dug tunnel that went almost 100 feet underground. Sutton was recaptured just minutes later. Over the course of his criminal career, Sutton is credited with over 50 bank robberies three successful escapes from prison, and over 30 years served behind bars. He later died in 1980. 50 bank robberies. robberies. That is insane. I don't think I've ever, ever, ever heard of anything like that with 50 bank robberies. And three escapes from prison. That is pretty slick. Hence his nickname, Slick Willie. Right? That is insane. If anyone has any questions or any answers to any of this stuff, um, we do have a Q&A on Spotify. Also, please write into us at unexpected... Un oh, wow. I can't speak today. Unexpected Hauntings 739 at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and we'd love to get your stories in for the spooky month come on write us in <laughs> we would love to hear from you it'd be amazing and um yeah make sure to write in if you have any questions write in as well um and uh write us a review we'd love to get that five star rocking and rolling um and uh, yeah, we're hoping to get more episodes popping as the weeks go by. Um, I, I believe what we have next now is an exp experience story from the Eastern State Penitentiary. Here we go. Are you ready? We're going to go right into it. Here we go. By night at Eastern State Penitentiary. I live in Philly and have an odd fascination with Eastern State Penitentiary. For those of you who are not familiar with the place, I suggest you look it up because it's pretty neat. In short, it's a prison that was built in 1829 and kind of set the standard for reformation, 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 excuse me, as opposed to punishment as well as solitary confinement in the prison system. It's famous 
for housing Al Capone at one time. His cell has been recreated to show what it looks like during his brief stay. The place itself is interesting in its own. It looks like a massive castle that's just been plopped down at the middle of an inner city neighborhood. The guided tour is, na is narrated by Steve Buscemi, which is another standalone reason to go. I don't even need to listen to it, but I do just because it's him. Hello. I've gone nu numerous times over the past dozen years to just walk around. Even in the daytime, there's this presence you feel around the seconds you walk through the front gates. Part of it is just the sheer size, and let's face it, it's a prison. It's supposed to be intimidating, and as much negativity that goes on in a, in a prison leaves its mark. About 11 years ago, I got the chance to spend a few hours at night in the prison. At the time, the show Ghost Hunters was really popular, and there was an event held featuring Jason Dawes, Grant Wilson, Steve Gonzalez, and other, other people that are a part of the paranormal field, such as John Zaffis, Chris Fleming, and Chip Coffey are a few recall are a few I can re I recall off the top of my head. The guy who played Andy in the first two child play movies was there as well, which sounds odd, but he was a huge fan of the GH show. The event as a whole was pretty neat. I'm not a paranormal investigator, but I've been but I have had many experiences and it intrigues me. I also really wanted to experience the prison at night. And I'm so glad I did, because it was definitely interesting. And the infamous cell block 12, I witnessed many dark shadows flitting from cell to cell, flying across one side to another. At one point, Grant stared, Grant scared the crap out of me by popping out of a cell and exciting, all excited, telling me I had to go in and check it out because he had been hearing footsteps in it. Sure enough, after a few minutes of standing still and silent in the middle of the room, I began to get this feeling of being watched. Nobody was outside of the cell, and it began to get uncomfortable. The best way I can describe it is, it felt like someone was circling me. And then I did hear a few scrapping steps going around me. Later that night, Chris Fleming took a group of us to another cell block and asked if anyone felt they were sensitive and happened to have a recorder. I did, and he had everyone else line up alone each side of the long corridor and instructed me to walk down the center, asking questions or picking people to ask one of their own. I was wearing sneakers, so my feet didn't make a sound and everyone was told to remain quiet unless I tapped on them. Just as I reached a girl about a quarter the way down, I was about to tap on her shoulder and then suddenly the sound of heavy boots came from the catwalk above us. There's no railing up there so it's not in use and no one goes up there. 
We both looked up. Of course, there's nothing there, but the boot falls were clear as day, then fading into nothing. The girl and I confirmed we had both heard it, but strangely, only those of us right near that spot had heard it. No one else further down did. Later, when I listened to my recorder, I had in fact caught the footsteps both in the cell I stood in as well as a cell block. The really creepy thing was that also recorded from the cell was a deep male voice whispering. I wish that I still had that recorder, but I got lost, but it got lost during a move. So yeah, if you're in the area or happen to visit Philly, definitely go check that place out. All right, so the night at Eastern State Penitentiary. Yay. <laughs> I still want to go check this out as well. Um, it's not too terribly far to where I live, but um, it would be really cool to be able to go and visit a spot. I believe I've gone to Alcatraz before once. Um, that was an eerie feeling. Did a day... Um, did a date um, tour during that. That was insane. That was cool. Um, some infamous cell blocks over there, if you know Alcatraz pretty well. Um, and uh, I would like to say that Eastern State sounds a lot like Alcatraz's brother or sister. Um, with it, you know, in, in, in prison stances, you know what I mean? Um, so, very interesting stuff. I'm really hoping that we can do more stuff like this um, as the episodes go on. If you guys have any suggestions of any haunted places you would like for me to go over or to cover on Unexpected Hauntings, we'd love to do that. That would be amazing. And as well, send us in your paranormal experiences and stories through either a media file or write in. And we'd love to share your stories on unexpected hauntings 739 at gmail.com. That'll be it for today's episode. Thank you so very much for all of your support. And we hope that you have a very amazing and spooky day. And stay spooky, listeners. <laughs>